When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. Each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So Dylan, the Gates, there was a real lack of enthusiasm in that sentence you had there. Well, I didn't know that. Let's, uh, I guess I got to step the pep up a little bit. So tell me, what's new? <laughs> what's new, man? Um... This chair is squeaky. That's new. So I'm going to have to stay extra still. But for me, it's kind of been the same, same routine, really get into a routine each week, training almost every day. Um, mm-hmm. Got a whoop, baby. Hey, whoop game strong. I did say I made the decoration here on footwork. So I had to follow through. And, and what are joined. your reviews of it? It's Incredible. fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's like literally amazing. I'm tracking everything and um, it's tough to explain if you don't understand, but I've just, we've been reading a lot about heart rate, heart rate variability. Um, and just the, the calculation of recovery for me is great with, you know, hard trainings during the week and sometimes two a days, sometimes I have morning right. trainings and then, you know, still being able to go to the gym on the one off day that I have and making sure that my recovery is, you know, in the 90% for game day. And I have been yeah. for, since I've gotten it, which is that's good. It's very good. That's, I mean, that's the goal. So with everything, yeah. it's basically the recovery is, is calculated through your heart rate, heart rate variability, sleep, and then yeah. your strain. Yeah. Right. So there's a combination of these things. Mine is just, I'm freaking ready on come Sunday. So yes, I've, I've loved it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it's now that you have it, you can understand more why I was so adamant about it, yeah. but it's just like, it doesn't give you this leeway to decide like, should I train or not? Like, Oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to go to the gym, but like, mm. are you being lazy or you really shouldn't go to the gym and do extra yeah. work? Yeah. hundred percent. It gets rid of that question. Like, it gets rid of that. And I've, I've loved the group. So I have some, I have you and you and the brother. So mm-hmm. the donkey group and I have a, a group with a former player and friend of mine. And then um, someone I know from back home. And awesome. a lot cool. of people have boobs that, you know, um, well, four, four nice. people. And I have, I'm in three different groups. So, so yeah. So it's, I mean, it's cool just to kind of track that and you can, you can measure yourself against other people. I made fun of Sean today because I, you know, you got 40 more minutes of sleep. I got now. 40 more minutes of sleep. So I said, well, let's get it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's You're extra sharp for the pod. Extra sharp. But yeah, I've, I've felt good in these games. I got the start again last weekend. We had a, a little dabby match against another team who, yes, yes, yes. who passed on me when I trialed with them. Um, this one, I think I mentioned, I thought it was my fault because I went home. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Corona and, you know, they, they were impressed with my first day, but, um, for personal reasons, I just, I didn't cancel my flight and stay in Hamburg. I wanted to go back to New York. So there's no hard feelings there. I think it was for me, but it was, it was on me. I mean, but, um, it's always nice. Like I said, and, uh, got the assist for a one zero win. We played, yeah. 60 minutes was it sean was there so 60 minutes with a man down so lots of running man yeah you did you did run a lot but you looked good got the assist like you said wins games and uh so this team that dylan played the way the schedule works this and at the moment is i my team plays every team that dylan plays that following week Mm -hmm. um so we were supposed to play them this weekend 
and it got canceled because they had two positive Corona cases on the team. They canceled it. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I hope this is not the beginning of this becoming a normal thing, like games getting canceled because of uh, spikes and stuff, but you know, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. So Sean's without a game this weekend. Um, I have another derby against a good team. I think they're first or second or third in the table. So very big match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's enough for the quick update. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? Today, man. Um, so I think on this podcast, we, we like to know, like, you know, act like we know what we're talking about a lot of the time. And I think, I think a good amount of the time, maybe half of that time, we do know what we're talking about. Um, do trial and error. We've been at this for a while, you know. Sean is now 26, so he's joined, joined the old people here. and Joined the club. We're closer to 30 than we are 20, but it's all right. But today, we're going to talk about something that I don't think we've quite mastered yet. No, I mean, we haven't mastered much in our lives, but this is something that definitely it's more of a trial and error. Of course. And I think it's something that I've improved a bit on, but it's, you know, still something that um, we would like to improve. And that's, you know, really shutting out, detaching from the game. You Mm -hmm. know, we have so much time from trainings, from, you know, meetings, from games, from extra work that we put in. I mean, our whole lives are surrounded by this game, really. Right. So I think it's it's imperative to really be able to shut off, take a break, reset, you know, like Jocko said, reload, and then be able to re-engage when the time comes, you know? Exactly. exactly. So uh, working title, we'll call it, we'll call it the shut it out, maybe the detachment. Yeah. Um, we'll see what we call it. But yeah, yeah we're going to talk about, you know, mastering that self-control, you know, being able to detach from the games, whether we did good, whether we did bad, and then, you know, getting into it the next time when it's, when it's appropriate to be thinking about it. Right. So, so give me, give me some insight. What, why do you think that you haven't mastered this? So what about it do you want to improve on? I think um, for me, the big thing, the massive thing for me is after games, especially night games, I cannot sleep. Like I, I, it is my worst sleep per night and, and whoop does back this up. It's, I can't like, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about what I did right, what I did wrong, what I could have done playing over scenarios, you know, scenarios that I could have done, like taking this volley one, two, hit it up or 90, or like, you know, this bad pass that I had, which led to nothing, but I'm thinking about it and it was inconsequential in the 20th minute. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I went to Australia, it was the worst because I think I put a lot of pressure on myself that I needed to perform and get, um, you know, I was so goal-oriented and focused. And my goals were something that we've touched on before. They were too specific and, oh, I need to score today or I need to assist today. And I think for me, that's it It was detrimental. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then – those nights, man, I was getting four or five hours of sleep. I'd wake up, you know, at like 6 a.m. and I would just be up. I'm up now. Yeah. So that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd get up, make breakfast, and I would just be a wreck the entire day, just off no sleep, off of 90 minutes that I just busted my ass for. Right. And it set me back throughout the week. So yeah. now Monday's training was not as good. You know, this is a Saturday night game, Saturday night's game, Sunday recovery is shot Monday training set back. And then I'm, I'm set back a day each time, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was tough for me and Australia was, I've gotten better each time, but it's, it's still not something that I can master yet. I'm, I've, yeah. I've had trouble. Right. Yeah. No, it's the same thing with me, especially it's not even sometimes it's not even whether it's a win or a loss, but it's just like the individual performance and especially a night game and listening to you talk now, even though we've you know already discussed this and in in off off the air, I actually think a big part of that is it's just an adrenaline dump, and you're unable like yeah you're unable to turn off the adrenaline. 
I totally and, agree. In addition to, you know, drinking coffee before the game and getting caffeinated and whatnot, mm-hmm. add that on to the adrenaline factor. Mm-hmm. I think that plays a part in it's just hard to like just settle down. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially if after the game, you just go right home and then like you don't do anything. Yeah. You know, because yeah. now you have this built up energy, you can call it even though you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And your mind is just racing with this excess energy. And I actually feel like that could be part of it. I think, I think especially for those games, it's part of it. But I think, mm-hmm. I think today it's not only about, it's not only about um, the games and after the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think, I think it's, it's appropriate to be taking breaks regularly throughout a week. You know? like yeah. med- It's like almost it's a meditation from football. Yeah. It's yeah. a meditation from soccer. So I think it's tough for how obsessed we really are with this goal and like being our lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, no, I agree. I agree. I think that there's definitely parts of where, like we've mentioned it before that we, I think about this all day long, every day of the week. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. You know, I just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your tell your your current roommate that's living in my room. How's my room look, by the way? Good. Better. <laughs> <laughs> so to go off a tangent, you can check it out on YouTube because uh, Dylan just made a face trying to cover his mic. I guess uh, the roommate is scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush or something. Hey, man. You know you gotta let you gotta let everyone live their lives. So. Yeah. Just hey, this is it's work in progress. This remote, exactly. remote exactly. recording. Um, so back to what I was saying. Yeah. So to be able to sh- to be able to shut it off is uh, is difficult, and it's not just in this. It can be with anything. Like it's not just in the game of football, but say like, um, I mean, this this could literally be anything. Like say someone got you really angry. You're yeah. driving, mm-hmm. and someone mm-hmm. cut you off, and it mm-hmm. pissed you off. Mm-hmm. You let that piss you off for two hours because oh, you couldn't yeah. cut it off. But like that, really? <laughs> that, that, you that know, it's like that's so it's so ridiculous when you look at it like that. Why are you still attached to this emotion? You know, that's like that whole med- goes back to the meditation thing. Like acknowledge that it's an emotion; and it's not you. Yeah, like, you're, yeah exactly. You're feeling this yeah. emotion, but it's just an emotion. And why do you feel the emotion? Because someone I cut you off. But and then you let it define you. You let it define you. The guy that cut you off is not even thinking about this. It's so funny you said that, that too. It's not, I, who knows if it's going to come off funny, but we were in the car one time and neither of us were driving. And this is in Germany. And um, the driver, like, she like, I think she kind of like, just didn't go in the right spot where this other German wanted her to go. Oh, I don't know yes. if you remember this. <laughs> and, and like, you two are up in the front seats and I'm in the back and I see his reaction and I'm just watching this guy and he's like looking, he's like cursing, he's like kind of yelling. And I'm just looking at this guy like, wow, you are so mad. And I, I, I just watched him with like a smile. Yeah. And, I'm, and we were I'm, totally ignorant of what happened. You guys like, were totally ignorant to the totally... fact that someone was pissed at you. And it's so <laughs> right. funny because right. if I didn't say anything, I mean, it still it had no reaction to you guys even yeah. after I told you. But it's so funny because... You guys would have had no idea. And this guy, I mean, he drove away and he's talking to his wife in the car. Or, yeah, and then you know, the next light something. he was still talking about And he's it. still talking. We, we, we met him in like two consecutive lights. And the guy's still talking. It's just funny that, yeah. you know, for, the, for maybe, you know, another hour or two, this is going to affect this guy. Right. And, and yeah. it's like, it's kind of the same thing with, with games, with trainings. I mean, sometimes if I have a bad training, um, I'm a bit better with it with training. I think obviously because the consequences are just much lower, mm-hmm. but it's like, man, I just feel like part of it though with us, and it could be with anything, any passion you have, any obsession you have is like for us, we go play a game, right? Mm-hmm. We go play the game. We hurry, go, we hurry back to go watch Premier League. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it and then we do a podcast about soccer. So it's like this entire time, you know, it's, it's fulfilling us for sure, but it it takes a toll too, because it's just so many emotions that come over from this game, you know, like of how passionate we are. So you miss a pass or something, or you don't get what you wanted to get in 
in training or in a game or whatever. And then it's taking that toll of you in the next hours or in the next days. And it's like these emotions have taken over you. Like the guy that was pissed about cutting off or whatever it was. Right. They take over you and then you start to sink in them because you start to believe everything. You know what I'm saying? So like you make a bad pass. Now that negativity, you're starting to sink in it. You're starting to think like, oh, this is, you know, you become it in a a way. And then, I mean, negativity, man, you know, can be a black hole, especially with yourself and your self-image as a footballer. could be a black hole. Yeah. I I can't remember. I think it was Inky Johnson who kind of spoke about this, how you're not, you're not defined as an athlete. Like, you know, you're, you're a person that plays football in our case, Mm -hmm. but your performance and how you play doesn't define like who you are and your character. So for example, if you play bad, now you just, you're just bad. You're just a bad person, you know, and don't attach yourself to whatever it is you're doing because then for example, with athletes, how you they, there's with many professional athletes when they retire, they have no idea what to do. They get depressed and all this because they attach to them just to this thing. And now that this is not in their life anymore, they don't know what to do. But instead, if you look at it as you're training to be doing this, but in the overall, you're you're just becoming a better person, right? You're acquiring more traits and whatnot. And I think that can be also part of this is when we get too caught up in we have to perform. You know, we have to give a 100% perfect performance, even though we know that's not possible. Mm-hmm. That's where we want us to be. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, we're just going to think about those, like you said, inconsequential passes that we made. Yeah. Or just, I should have positioned myself here. I should have yeah. said something here. And it might not mean, no one is thinking about these things except us. Mm. No one even sees saw this. or nah. It was just a totally irrelevant thing. Yeah. But for us, it's like, I knew I could have done better there and I need to do better. It's part of being your harshest critic, which I think we both are. And I think many people, especially that we surround ourselves with, you know, mm-hmm. our extreme ownership people out there, like we are our biggest critics. So like, like you said, and I've said this inconsequential past, sometimes that'll sit with me for, you know, a couple hours where I'll like, I'll forget about it. And I'll think about it like three days later. It, it doesn't take over me. I've become much better with this, but it's still like, mm-hmm. it's that idea. And I'm sure people are worse. I mean, people are better than me and people are worse than me. So it's kind of like, you know, I think this episode, a a lot we can get from other people. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope, I hope people reach out after this and kind of share things that they do to detach. Because like, I think it's, I mean, I've been reading studies about this and it's, we'll get into why it's so important and the effects that it can have Mm -hmm. um, later on. But like, yeah, man, it's, it is for sure still a learning experience, I think, yeah. for both of us. And, and you mentioned extreme ownership. I think that's another way to get over the fact of dwelling on mistakes is mm. if you just acknowledge and own the mistake that you made. Mm. Like there could have been, you know, a few f- mistakes before the ball got to you and then you made the mistake that led to the goal. This is, and instead this is of blaming... Great- instead of blaming everyone on your team beforehand, mm-hmm. like, how does he not do this? How does he lose the ball there? How does he lose the ball there? Just say, yeah, I made a mistake. Next time, I'll, now I've learned this now. I'm not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. You get over it. Instead yeah, think, of just keep blaming, how you're never going to get over this because you're never putting yourself at fault. You're saying, yeah, maybe I made a mistake, but he and he and he did the wrong thing. I think the extreme ownership part is one thing that's certainly helped. Mm-hmm. There's There's been times, actually, I've, I want to come back to what you just said, but there's times in extreme ownership where I know me, you and our friend Tevin here have been hanging out about, you know, about something, whether we didn't meet up at the right time or something like that. And all of us being very aware and, you know, understanding extreme ownership and it being a big part of our lives, all put our hand up like it's my fault. And then we all looked at each other like, ah, you're just doing extreme ownership. Like, no, it was me. No, it was me. And it just, it made it, I mean, it just makes, I think it makes life. It just makes everything better. It makes life easier, really, Mm. because you're totally in control of the situation. Absolutely. And you can only learn from it. So I mean, ego is is soon to come on this this podcast, but I mean, extreme ownership touches on all aspects. But I want to, I want to rewind just a second there because you were getting into um, a, a point and I think it's, I mean, I don't know if you have this in mind, but 
um, I think it was your first game or second game this season. You were playing St. Paul East Vi. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember there was a play and um, it led to a goal. And I do remember us talking about it. And at first you kind of saying, oh, this should have happened here. This should have happened here. 100%, and I yeah. feel like this process was literally exactly what you yeah. did. Because at first we talked about it and I had watched it and I was watching it live um, mm-hmm. on the computer. And you were saying like, yeah, he sh- like, why didn't we press here? Or like, yeah. how do we, why don't we stop this ball here? But eventually the ball came into a 1v1 situation with you, right? And you, yeah. did you went to ground? No. So I, I took a step. I tried to step in and win the ball instead of just running with him, which if I ran with him, there's no way he beats me and nothing mm-hmm. happens. But I went to make the play instead and it was the wrong decision and it led to the goal. And it doesn't matter what happened beforehand because that's like, if that, if that situation happened 99 times or 100 times, I would win it 99. Yeah. I run with a guy. He takes another touch. I take the ball, play back to the goal. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, in my head, I thought I could get to the ball before him. And as I stepped in, he just got a toe on it and, yeah. and went by. And it's one of those things. I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you run, if you run with him, probably nothing comes, you know? Nothing happens for sure. Nothing happens. But it, it was, it's interesting to hear you speak about it because I do feel like that night you weren't there yet in the extreme ownership process. I think no. that night you were still kind of saying, like, I heard you say, like, I should have, you know, damn it. But like, yeah. but there was a but to it. Yeah. There's now the next, exactly. few, the next few days, um, you, I didn't hear a but. I heard that's on me, you 100%. know, hand up. That's on me. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of an interesting scenario where it's like this mix of with, with, you know, regards to today's episode, it's a mix, a mix of being able to shut it out, detach, but yeah. then also understand, okay, this may have been on me. Let me take ownership. And then it's easier. So I think this process is, is, is a bit lost on some people because it seems like if you're to take everything on yourself, it may be mm-hmm. more weighing, but in reality, it can be a little easier to master those emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we know, we've read these books, you know, Extreme Ownership, This Money Equals Freedom, all of this. Mm-hmm. And still, like you said, it took me about a day to get over this, to, to realize, no, 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 this is 100%. This goal is 100% my fault. There were other mistakes in the play that happened. But if I just did my job, none of those matter. Mm. There's no goal. No goal happens doesn't matter the mistakes before or after I should have done my job correctly and won the ball or just stopped the attack. And then nothing mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to discuss anyone else on the team because I had a one-on-one opportunity and the guy beat me and that's yeah. it. And I mean, yes, we, we, we've talked about this all the time and it still took me over a day to get to this point. I think it's a great point that you bring that up now because I do. And do you feel like it was hard for you? That. Was it hard to detach that night and and you know get your mind off it to get yes, sleep and recover? Yes, yes. because so of this how, is, because of the result of the game. Yeah. So this is this is I think it's just a great point because it, I think this is the the main thing is and and I'm I'm going to share a little screen recording here. It's our, it's our first one, so let me share this real quick. Um, we have what's called rumination. Have you ever heard of rumination? No. So rumination, first off, is I'm going to read off this. So, so our viewers on YouTube, we can see this too as we share this screen with lovely Zoom. So the first thing is rumination, which is defined as repeatedly or repetitively, sorry, and passively rethinking negative internal or external events that have occurred in the past. So, I mean, right here for Sean, should have stepped in. Now I'm thinking about this whether it's actively, repetitively, or passively as you're doing something else, this has stayed with you because you haven't processed it and detached from it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, to keep going from this, rumination occurs when athletes keep thinking back to specific competition and wonder what they could have done differently or why they felt tired so quickly. And then the second way, so this this study here, um, as we go to the top, this study right here, um, kind of talks about detachment um, as a regular, a regular practice from sport and the effects that can have 
on mental recovery as well as physical recovery. So for this one, yeah, it's talking about rumination as one. Oh, not that study. Let's go to this study. Sorry, guys. First time learning on the spot here. Yeah, but this is dope. So this is high level. This is high level. Right here. We'll get better. <laughs> so the second way is worrying, obviously. So it's not always in the past. Worrying, which involves negative future-oriented thoughts about an upcoming event or situation in light of previous experiences. So to go back to Sean, I don't think Sean is much of a worrier, but I do think, um, you know, maybe you've had these experiences in the past where something like this, say, um, a mistake that you made mm-hmm. can negatively influence you for future events. You know yes. what I'm saying? But now, this- I think it, it helps that you went through that process and detached. But if mm-hmm. you didn't, say in the past, when maybe you didn't do this in college or in your first yeah. you know, years abroad or for any of our, you know, our viewers. And I think this is massive for people who aren't even in sports, detaching. Yeah. You know, say you think you messed up on a public speaking thing. You know what I mean? That shit is going to haunt you the next time that you have to go up in front of someone and talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to this now reading it here in this, you know, official definition, how it described Damn. it. I used to. Taps uh, over fell. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> taps the disrespect. The disrespect. Man. Um, in college, I used to do this all the time. And what it was is any negative, uh, any negative actions I had on the field or things that I didn't do correctly, mm-hmm. it was always in my head, oh, no, like, am I going to play because of this? Like, mm-hmm. next game, am I going to play? Am mm-hmm. I going to start next game? And until I was able to get over that, it was always, it was just always there because I wanted to perform at the best I could. I knew I could do better, but I made mistakes, which you're always going to make mistakes. But mm-hmm. in this case, I was thinking that the few mistakes I made we're going to totally define my performance because yeah, of this yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to play. Whereas now I realize I probably make the same amount of mistakes, to be honest, different type of mistakes, but it's probably the same number, but mm-hmm. I don't see it as that because, okay, yeah, I made three mistakes, but I did a hundred things good. So those three mistakes, sure. Same. I'm not going to do those next time, mm-hmm. but it's going to happen. There's going to be a situation where it's not going to pan out perfectly. That's a good point. I think it comes back to this negativity as a, pl- as a black hole is like, I think too often we define ourselves from our mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not your mistakes, especially if your mistakes are much fewer than, you know, the things you did right in a game. Yeah. So someone looking from the outside, they may see the mistakes, but they also see the other things. So I think you should look at yourself with an open mind too. And it's good to be your harshest critic, but also, you know, be your, you know, your biggest cheerleader at the end of the day too. Like, yeah. you know, be confident in like what you just did too. And mm-hmm. don't just focus on the negative things. And, and, you know, yeah, we want to focus on mm-hmm. what we did wrong so we can improve on it. But we yeah. also want to say like, look what I did here, here and here. Like, yeah, keep that going because you know, that's the shit that defines me as a player. Right. I also think, I don't know, for me, maybe recently it's going home and now usually every, you can always watch the match over. Mm. I can just immediately, I know in my head around when it was, not the time exactly, but just like around. And then I could just watch the play. It's then, funny. It's funny you your say memory that. is so bad mm. that you think this, this, and this happened. But when you watch it, like the, the film doesn't lie. You, you did yeah. this or you were here when you should have been here and it led to this. And for me, that, that helps with getting over the whole situation because mm. it's like, oh, yeah. That's, that's my bad. I, I shouldn't yeah. have done that. And you don't need to look at everyone else. It's like, where did you start? Where should you have been? And then because mm. of that, what happened? And then it, it's over with. Now you just know, okay, next time I need to do this. And that's it. I feel like, yeah, our memory can be a little detrimental to ourselves because we'll remember things. And I think we'll attach like worse. We'll attach the feeling to it and it'll become worse. Like you said, you might've thought this, this, and this happened, but it didn't. Like you just missed yeah. this pass and then you worked your ass off to get back. Like don't, right. don't weigh on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But to come back to the study before we move on from this dope screen share, the first of, of many, um, they're talking about cognitive detachment as a, you know, a major indicator in, in, in recovery. So um, there was a study among 
recreational athletes that found support for the benefits of cognitive detachment for mental well-being as well as physical health and injury. So being able, this study found, being able to detach from those athletics, even though they were only recreational, led to better physical health comparatively and less risk of injury. Now, I think maybe you could, you know, quite simply for us, even just from talking, like you can, you can put that down to sleep. I was able to sleep more. Um, I think energy is a massive thing though. Like the, the negative thoughts can, can really like weigh you down and then it can become weighing in training because you're afraid of making that mistake again, you know, and just sitting with you and then, Instead of going 100%, you know, you might be a little iffy. And then you've heard that a million times before, like you're going into a tackle. If you're not the one going in harder, you're the one that's going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't fully commit, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. I think that's an all, not even just in a tackle. That's in all aspects. Yeah. No, I'm definitely with that. If you think, I mean, if you're so caught up on this mistake and you can't get over it, that means you're going to be stressed, which is then your body's going to produce more cortisol, which is just super detrimental for everything mm-hmm. in terms of your recovery for your muscles and whatnot. So, I mean, that right there is going to cause huge issues down the road, especially if you're doing this after every game, mm-hmm. when you have a, one game every week, maybe in a month, you have five games, six games because of midweek games. I mean, this is, that's six days that you're losing nights of sleep rather. In addition to all the other time that you're, you're not recovering, you're still in this stressed uh, mindset. Yeah, 100%. You stay in it. And, mm-hmm. and lastly, this is actually the last one in this one. They talk about emotional detachment. So it's a little different from the cognitive. It's a little different from just the thoughts because it's the emotions that we attach to it, which mm-hmm. I think we'll get into the emotions, right, with this. But um, it's believed that negative emotions such as anger or disappointment interfere with the complete recovery as they increase arousal. They increase arousal, which can lead over time to energy depletion. Pretty crazy. Interesting. What does that mean? Increased arousal. So increased arousal, I think is just like heightened emotion. It's heightened. So it's more energy. So it's like, kind of like you said with, um, you know, after a game, you still have to to think about what it is instead of using the energy for it. For other things like, yeah, for, you know, digesting all these things, you know, and I think it, it, I think it has to do with, you know, still having those very high adrenaline re- levels. What? What are you laughing at? <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> we energy, energy to do other things. <laughs> you say digest. I did, man. You need energy to digest. Maybe I'm diving a little too deep here trying to sound something. No, no. It's like, come on. It's not wrong. I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Well, I come with the facts sometimes, so you better be ready. Oh, man. But I think, guy. yeah, I think the emotions, like, I mean, I don't know if is it, adrenaline's not really, it's, it's not an emotion, but it's associated with. No, it's a hormone. It's a hormone. But I, I mean, I think it, it, it just kind of ties in. You know what I'm but saying? Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. I mean, you have an adrenaline dump, which you do in a game, but you want to be able to control this because, mm-hmm. uh, like, after that adrenaline wears off, you're going to be mm-hmm. shot. Man, but if you're think, still letting your mind run, yeah, you know, it's like an animal's getting chased. They have all this adrenaline, but when yeah. they're done, they're they're dead. Like they yeah. can't move. They yeah, just yeah, yeah. lay down. The same idea with us. So you have this adrenaline dump in the game, just naturally, if you're getting hyped for the game, but then you don't know how to shut it off because your mind keeps thinking you're in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of this kind of makes sense. So you're still playing the game in your head. So your body's like, okay, we need more adrenaline. So it keeps giving you the adrenaline. And this is why at 2 a.m. you still can't go to sleep. You're wide yeah. awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, sleep yeah. for an hour and you get up and you're wide awake because the adrenaline is still going. But then all of a sudden, the next day at noon, you're exhausted because now the adrenaline's gone. You've stopped thinking about it, but now you're just totally shot. Totally I shot. There, I think there's something to this. I think 100%. I think, I mean, maybe we just figured it all out, but it it sounds like to me that the control of your emotions associated with bad or good performance is how you can really detach. Yeah. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that comes from just realizing what it is and kind of naming it, whether it's through saying it out loud or like, 
writing it down or whatever your process may be, mm-hmm. but like, all right, I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe I'm even embarrassed that I, not to keep coming back to this one mistake, sorry, Sean, but I think it's, it's, it's prevalent because it is you and it's, I saw you go through this process, mm-hmm. but like, how would you say you felt? Were you, were you embarrassed? Were you upset? Were you like angry at yourself? What, mm-hmm. what emotions would you say took? Well, definitely, it's definitely at- angry at myself mm. because it doesn't matter the team I'm on. This is just how I always think. I think that I need to do so much more than everything, everyone else to make sure the team wins. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, there's something I could have done more to make sure we get the three points. And at some point, it's my responsibility of what happens. And there's always something you could do better. So in this case, I felt because of the results of the game. So what, what happened, it was, the, t- the game was tied. Um, they went up scoring this goal. We, sc- we wound up scoring another goal later in the game. And then they wound up getting two late goals. Now, also with the two late goals. So I wasn't directly involved with the play, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a cross that... Um, the cross was put over my head. So I was on the front post put into someone at the back post to set the third goal. And the second goal was someone in the middle of the box. Now what I should, what should I have done? I should have been making sure that's organized. Mm, okay. Now I personally couldn't have been there. That's not my, that's, that would be that way out of position. Job. I'd be way out of position if it was in that spot, but I could have easily made sure that that was, that was organized and that this man was marked. There's no way that mm. there shouldn't be someone on it. And I'm not going to let my teammates feel that they should. Yeah. Okay. They should have been on it, but that's my job. I take that responsibility for my team When I'm on the field. I need to be organizing. Yeah. And in this case, I'm watching the ball instead of organizing what's behind me. The ball in the corner is not dangerous. The person in the middle of the box is dangerous. So the, like there's another goal. So all three of those goals I put on my back mm-hmm. after this process, because I feel like they should have never happened. None of them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a wonder strike where you say, okay, all right, like, yeah, hats there's off. not really so much we could do. No, these goals should never have happened, all three of them. And there's so many places where if the whole team especially looks at themselves, then you could just move on and across the whole season, you're going to be better. You're just going to yeah. be a better team. You're going to be a better. Yeah, I think this is important because I touched on it once way back on why I love football, soccer so much is that you can make a mistake and you can instantly try and rectify it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But after a game, when you're thinking back, I think it's especially tough because it's, you know, we're used to being able to rectify, but when you're thinking about a mistake and you have a day off tomorrow and then you, you know, you may have training later that night, like, that's a lot of time in between where you can't rectify the situation. So it's weighing on you because you can't come back and do better the things that you want to do better yet. You know, yeah. I think it's an yeah. important, it's an important thing in that process too. Like you said, to put your hand up, know what you did wrong or right or whatever, and then store that away for when you can productively work on it yeah. instead of just I mean, thinking about it. Just talking about it right now, Again, there's the the three goals I can easily fix. Mm. And in the future, I will never do this again, or I will always do this rather. Mm. For example, this is a classic scenario that, you know, I always make sure it's organized because that's a dangerous situation. Say a cross comes in, the ball gets cleared, but they still have the ball. People tend to run out. Mm-hmm. And they don't defend their man because they think the ball's cleared. That second ball comes in, a goal. Straight now, ball watching. What I always do is scream, stay with your man. Mm-hmm. What but is it? What is it off Deutsch? What I should be doing, I should play with my man. There's a, a million things. Impressive. What I should be saying is a specific name. Dylan, stay with your man. Yeah, but you can't say that because for every single person. You can't, but you can see dangerous situations. Like, for example, when I see the forward is being marked by a midfielder. There's a high tendency that that midfielder is going to run out because he wants to go attack. So make sure that he's clicked in focused with a little communication. I think, I mean, Jocko spoke about this, like put a name on it. Mm. Don't just put out a random command because it's noise. A lot of people, when I scream your name, now it's like, Oh, he, he said my name. And then the next command you might, okay, 
going to stay in. It's a good point. It's a very good point. You know your players and your team that you probably want to say their name more than someone else. Mm -hmm. I don't need to say your name. I know you're going to stay there and mark your man until the play is finished. For other players, I know that they're going to have a tendency to just run forward. Mm -hmm. They don't want to defend. So there you go. That's how you switch that. I like that. There's players that have tendencies to leave a man open in the box. They guard the room, the the space instead of the man. Mm -hmm. So So these are all things you pick up in trainings. You know this. Yeah. And I can, t- I can name them all for it. I'm not going to, but I know the players on my team where certain situations I should be s- making sure that they're organized. That's so my f- job. So what you should, so what you do after realizing that is you store that away and then you, you practice it in training because that's exactly. when it actually is going to help you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then when it comes to the game, I, I'm not, there's no, I'm not losing time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I know as soon as the ball goes out, I know how many players they have in the box and who should be back and who shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Yeah, There's certain players that you know that can go press the ball. That's also important. Mm-hmm. There's also players that need to stay back and defend the the dangerous attack. So and I mean, so here you go. These are all solutions from this one game mm-hmm. that can easily be fixed and will be fixed in the future. It's good though, but it's I think it's important to not think about that the entire time before mm-hmm. or after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like these, this is what we're, this is what we're getting into and why it's so important is because it's, I think for athletes, it's important one, not to completely overanalyze, you know, and, mm-hmm. and lose confidence. Um, but like we said, physical recovery, you know, it's important to have much more sleep, much more mental detachment, much more cognitive, much more emotional detachment, which we spoke on a bunch because um, we saw from the studies, they can be predictors of injury and, you know, depleting your mental and even some physical energy. So we come back to that point again, Sean realizes some things that he can, he can do better. That helps him kind of, you know, not like bring it to like a solution, but almost in a way like, okay. But there is. But that is, that's, I guess that is exactly a it is because it's not, it's not a one plus one equals two, no. but it's, the situation's over with. I don't need to think about it. This is what can be improved. This is what I should do next time. And then Mm -hmm. let's, I don't need to think about the situation anymore. I've already analyzed it quickly, Mm -hmm. thought about it, figured out a solution, what would work better. And then Mm -hmm. I'm done. You don't have to think about it again. So let's name these steps. Let's give it a couple steps. So first we think about it a little bit. We Mm -hmm. analyze. Figure out a solution. We figure out a solution. And then we apply when it's appropriate. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can even think of another case right now. I'll bring my dropper like you use myself an example. The the pre we had a preseason game. Dylan was playing with me at this moment at, at this time. Mm. Um, there was a ball that was like a midfield in the air. I wanted to turn with it mm. out of the air, play it back mm. to the goalie. The ball like got stuck under my foot. I fell. The attacker took the ball then from me dribbled by himself i then got up and recovered wound up putting in a tackle it was a pen they call it a handball which i don't think it was a handball but yeah i could be kicking myself for that because this mistake should never happen i could have cleared the ball and it was preventable but it's so easy for me to realize oh yeah next time just do do that this ball Mm -hmm. had no pace on it Mm -hmm. try and turn with this and go back is dangerous just put the ball back where it came from and it's over with and that Mm -hmm. night i didn't lose any sleep at all Sure, you could say it's a preseason game. We won the game anyway. But still, these are things that I think helped because it was a clear solution. I should have done this Mm, and this. mm -hmm, After mm -hmm. the play, I did great to recover. And quite frankly, it wasn't a penalty. But at the end of the day, the first mistake, I know what I should have done. And in the future, I would never do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I I feel like it's, it's also very, I'll come back to it. I think it's, it's more appropriate to set aside a time for you to analyze and think about it. Yeah. So like the entire, we shouldn't be thinking about it until the point where we're going to watch this and analyze it. And we're coming into our second screen share of the day. Yeah. Cause we're going perfect. We're going to Wags's boy here. So this is, this is uh, Wags's me, grandfather. This is Wags's. This is more than Wags's <laughs> grandfather. This is Nuno. Nuno Espirito Santo. Okay. Sean, you seeing this right now? I'm seeing this. I'm seeing wow, this. Nuno. Is dope. So Nuno, who, for those who don't know, is um, he's a pretty accomplished coach. He's coaching in a, a couple different places, Valencia, Porto, Wolves, um, Wolves now, 
um, to be more, to be most current. Um, and in this clip, I mean, he's, he's talking about a coaching journey from this. So this is just a snippet, but I encourage people to watch this that are obsessed with coaching and, and analyzing. And to give you a quick little spiel before he talks, he talks about having a time to analyze and not analyzing in his mind throughout other different times because it scatters its thoughts and makes that time where he, when he's analyzing less productive. So him allocating a certain amount of time to watch, discuss, analyze, create solutions, just having that one time makes it more um, productive than if he's just constantly thinking about it. Yeah. And we don't have volume. Oh, it has volume for me. It does it? Uh, yeah, but we just had an ad. We're back. No, nah, no volume. But maybe it has volume for you. Yeah, so shh. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe we just had an ad. Amazing. Okay, we're going to play it again, Sean. Shh, because we, we'll see. Maybe we just cut this whole thing, but we'll see. Um. You perform better when you get tools to help you disconnect. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm in that process. I'm able to disconnect sometimes and just think about life. And uh, that makes me more productive, productive when I'm working. So this comes with time. This comes with time. 100%. This comes with time. Sean couldn't hear that. But essentially, I mean... Like I said, shut yourself out, um, come back, re-engage. And when it's time to, you know, analyze, be productive, all that time is more meaningful. And I think you get more done and, and you're able to analyze better. Here, here's a little thought experiment. Ooh. I don't know what the right answer is. Okay. But I feel like we came to that solution right before you played the video that you should allocate a time to analyze. Mm-hmm and make it productive that way you can be finished with it. Mm-hmm. Now is the best thing to do analyze when you're incredibly emotional. So that'd be the day, the day of the game afterwards, or you give it a day and you wake up the next day, you don't have those emotions anymore. And then you analyze what's better. I think it's a hundred percent better to, to, to not be so reliant on emotions. So like, yeah. I think it can be so clouding. It can cloud all judgment. We, we know this. Mm-hmm. So that anger can, can make you blame someone else or yeah. that, Im, that, you know, whatever it may be. I just, I, I think it's, it, it's not inherently helping you. It's hurting yeah. you more than it's helping you. So I think, I mean, everyone has their own process. So again, you have to, you have to find what works for you. But mm-hmm. I think, giving yourself a day and just really getting out of your head about football and soccer mm-hmm. and then coming back to it makes it 10 times more productive. And I, I yeah. think you agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, that goes with anything. You should really try to never act out of emotion mm. because generally causes bad decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's like even an easy example with the game of football or athletes in general, if you have a disagreement with a coach on game day, you never talk about it that day you should always a good coach will always say we'll talk tomorrow because sleep on it sleep on it because what happens is you wake up and you're not as emotional anymore and now Mm. maybe the situation is not so uh such a big deal as you thought it was the day before yeah Yeah. Um, but here now with this okay oh we both had a point there well, I think because you said you want to get off of it. So what okay. do you like to do to get off of it? Man, great minds think alike because we I was going to say the same thing. It's like for that time period where you're not allocating, you know, you're, this is say we have a game and then that night or the afternoon, mm-hmm. what are we, you're asking essentially, what am I doing to take my mind away completely? Yeah. So I think, I think for, for anything, it's important to have other hobbies and passions. So I think it's it's important to have passions outside of the thing that takes up most of your life. So obviously soccer is our most passionate, you know, belonging and subject. But for me, I find create like creative junctures, like 
creativity, I think, can take everything. Like it, it takes mm-hmm. your whole being to be in. I, I can't multitask creativity. Yeah. Even trying here, trying to screen share some shit, man. It's tough. But it's like, for me, you know, this podcast is one. Even though we talk about soccer, I think even figuring some, some of these things out is a mm-hmm. detachment, especially when we're telling some funny Mongolian or knocking over tree stories. But the podcast, the podcast for me is one. Um, I make music too. If you've lucky, if you've been lucky enough to hear any, um, <laughs> it that is a process for me. Mm-hmm. Completely takes everything, and I'm in it. So I, I, I can't even like. I don't even. I don't think about soccer when I'm making a song or whatever I'm doing with music. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah. that's that's. In, incredibly helpful i think it's it's important to have those releases um and i think in 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 college we were all too familiar with just going out and drinking and you know i could take your mind off of it and stuff but um some some healthier releases when you you know you're not using alcohols as you know as an escape as an escape, That's yeah, I think what it's it is. important because yeah. it is taking your mind off of it, but you're forcing yourself to take mm-hmm. your mind off it with a right. dependency. So yeah. what about you, man? Yeah, no, with that, I think, I mean, I, I'm very into just fitness and working out and I just enjoy it. And I think that in itself is a meditation. I mean, mm. it can be any type of activity. Yeah, but for me, like after a game, I enjoy, especially if it's like a, an early earlier game. Mm-hmm. That evening, say it's an eleven o'clock game, go to the gym at six, seven o'clock, and just do a light workout. Like I'm not doing it at such a high intensity. Maybe I don't even break a sweat, but at the idea of just like listening to music, lifting mm-hmm. weights, or mm-hmm. doing whatever, going in the sauna, mm-hmm. that whole process for me is a meditation and coming back to what we were talking about earlier, I think this could be getting rid of that, you know, adrenaline energy that was built up. Yeah. Completely. Then I leave there and I just feel great. And, Mm. you know, I didn't destroy my body in the gym. I'm not Mm. doing that of course, because Mm. that wouldn't be smart to do after a game, but it's just spending that time listening to music, a podcast, whatever it is. I'm not thinking about the game as much while doing something. It's just taking, it's just taking your, it's, it's finding it's it's a distraction, yes, but it's you're focusing it's a healthy on something distraction. Else. You're focusing yeah. on something else, and you're yeah. you're taking yourself out of those emotions, yeah. essentially. That's right. That's so right. what what was that process again? Because I, I like this process, and I think I think people should write this down. I'm going to write this down and and see if we'll track this. We'll we'll see if we yeah. become better with with um, this allocation. So first, it was. Well, first, let's just say, instead of, I think I said thinking. So first, let's say detach. Yeah. Detach Detach. emotion. Detach emotion. Your detachment situation. Look at it from a third-party view. Look at, yeah, but but I think right after. So this is right after a game. Yes, but I think this is a good discussion. Do these things that help us not think about the game. Okay. Yes. Yes. So that that for me, that's what I'm saying in detachment for this. Um, So first... Detachment, are we in agreement? Um, yes, I agree okay, with that. Cool. So then next would be allocating a time to analyze. Yeah. Okay, so after a game, I'm detaching. Um, I'm starting to f- think of these things that come up. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, okay, no, we're thinking about this tomorrow. I'm going to watch this video session yeah. with my coach, whatever it may be, and, and we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So first, detach. Allocate a time to analyze. Mm-hmm. Analyze. Analyze. Find a solution. solution apply. And then apply it, and that's it. You're all, it's done. Love it. I really, I, I really like this. And no, I really this wasn't even in a, is, this wasn't in our notes. This is cool. No, we honestly we did like half the notes and half just off the cuff because talking about it. Yeah, we've come to we've come to a lot of these things is that either things we do or we know that we do and work or in things we do that don't work. Mm. And I think that first part is really key too, is to detach from the situation as, as quickly as possible. But I'm hesitant to say that too, because I also like the emotion behind it. 
What do you mean by this? I think you can use that motivation to get better. So that, I mean, that for me, I can talk about it. If I, when I was younger, I missed a, a goalie save my penalty in a penalty shootout and uh, we lost state cup in an earlier round. The following day, I was still caught up on it. I mean, it wasn't good. Of course, that night I cried and everything. But then the next day I took a thousand pens. And then every day at training, I would take 20, 30 pens. So the emotion, I think, is also good. But I guess okay, okay. it would have been better to detach that night. I think like, don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. Well, this but, is this is tough. This is why this this yeah. is why this is something that we haven't mastered, and I don't think is able to be completely mastered at any stage if you're playing high, especially high level competitive sports. Yeah. I think, yeah, that anger you fueled into stricter training and working on something that you can improve on. Right. So you transferred that that negative emotion into something positive. I think mm-hmm. that's part of the process, a hundred percent. But like you said, yeah. and I think you came to at the end there, I don't think it was helping you that night. No, 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 it wasn't. It's, it's, it wasn't, it's, yeah, it's, it's tricky though. It's, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a balance, it's a balance man. There is, because yeah. you can put this, you could put this on paper, yeah. but at the end of the day, like you're, you're going to have negative emotions and it's going to be yeah. hard to shut them out. Right. And maybe you can't that night. That just happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe cry yourself you know what, you, know, you know what i think we need to do it's we're we're in a bit of a time press but it's necessary and i'm going to put it out there ahead of time we need uh some some footwork ambassadors to uh give their insight on this yeah i need can. i need some processes i need as i know uh, people that we've had on the pod mm-hmm. um i know they're harsh critics of themselves i know they want to improve and do better and they're the first to yeah. put their hands up so if we've had you on the pod or not, please reach out to us, email, DM. We would love to know your, your, your process. I think everyone's is different. And let us know if you cry yourself to sleep, if you get out there and work right away. I make fun of Sean, but I cried after I missed the penalty in the final four too. Yeah, but it's funny I, because I use yeah, that I mean, negative. It's, this is it's very interesting. This is what I'm talking about because I can think of times I miss penalties. Like penalties are such a thing. It's like you miss or you make it, and then it's just terrible if you miss. It's terrible like, if you miss, man. It, I still remember every single penalty I missed. Me Everyone. too, every single one. And it's funny because you said that, and it wasn't the only reason, but after I missed that pen, it was part of the reason why I wanted to pursue more. It's because I couldn't yeah. end my career like that. I just could not end my <laughs> career yeah. missing a penalty in yeah. the biggest game to my life thus far. Right. So, but no, it, I totally but agree it, with that. But it's using that, like we said, it's, it's transferring that emotion. I'm interested into, to hear. So I, had, I yeah. had a different opinion. This is out here on podcasts. Sometimes Dylan and I just have different ideas. I'm thinking we get, we get these little what do they do um, to get over the game? This should be in the pod. So like, what you mean? We're going to reach out immediately. And then we're going to add this into the pod somehow. It's not going to be in the video because we couldn't do that. But in the audio, we could be able to, we could do that. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, cause now you heard us just walk through this whole process, mm. right? We just made this five step thing. Now let's hear from, so and people, so, what they so and do, so and so and so, and right one after another. Now you might be able to see this five-step process we just thought of. If there's actually a correlation to what they're doing, we'll have a correlation. We'll see. I'm sure everyone's is a little bit because different, I think maybe I mean this... they're they're all the ambassadors of them on. They're all they've been doing this longer than us, so I think they have more experience with this. Uh, and I'm, I'm very curious as to what they do. Me too. Um, we'll reach out to some people and we'll find a way to include this. I like that a lot because also, you know, if, if for some reason we haven't reached out to you or whatever, please get in touch with us. And, um, you know, even if it's next week, we would love to know this process and then help share, because this is, like we said, this is something that we are yet to, we haven't mastered anything, but this is something that we're really trying to work on and improve every single time because um like we've even seen in these studies man the benefits yeah. of being able to detach can can help in in numerous numerous ways 100%. and one we, no. one we didn't even mention was like you can burn yourself out 
easily in sports. Yeah. Easily. If you become by doing this, if if this if you don't have control of this, this will burn you out. It will burn you out. I mean, especially like if, if I mean myself for example, if I went from Ka Onianta, we lost a handful of games. Mm. I mean, since my beginning of my professional career, I my record has got to be abysmal. You know? So there's mm-hmm. always mistakes throughout the past whatever it's been four years this would have i've already i would have stopped already because it's like oh we just lose it's just loss over loss over loss over loss whereas if you were just attached to winning and you didn't have this process maybe i think you would burn mm. out man this is a because very on good top, on top of all these other like we say the road bumps and mm-hmm. then you add on this losing factor and you can't get out of it out of your head mm-hmm. i cannot see an individual being able to go through that all this other stuff that we think is funny and is annoying maybe at a time but it's makes for a funny episode it's consuming um yeah you would burn out this is a good point because you talk you you mentioned outcome and there's one other note when i was reading and doing a little research from this there was this point that this this um i don't think it was a study but it was someone's opinion and it was about detaching from the outcome so i'll read this a little bit and then we'll discuss it so The, the author said, by detaching yourself from the outcome, whether by ignoring it completely or by not letting it define your self-worth or the worth of the activity, you are free to acknowledge, experience, and enjoy the full spectrum of those moments that life can offer. In sheer exactly. economic terms, you're getting more enjoyment, satisfaction, experience for your money when you detach yourself from the outcome. Yeah. I mean, uh, so many people, E.T., the, the hip-hop preacher, Inky Johnson, all these guys talk about that. Be in love with the process, not the prize, not the mm. end result. So this because being in love with getting better process, when I make process, mistakes. You just keep getting better. If you're yeah. so attached to the win or the loss, then you're always going to be disappointed because you're not going to win every game. The it's best sh- athletes in the world don't win every game. Messi doesn't win every game he plays. No, no, 100%. I mean, that's, that's, that's sports. It's, it, it's a bit disappointing that we just keep coming back to – the process like it is literally everything like it just yeah. isn't here coming back to this being in love with the process of getting better instead of just t- attaching yourself to the outcome of this win or this performance like it just helps you accept that failure so much and then rectify it when the time is right 100 mm. i think that's a brilliant way to end it and before ep- we end it this episode did more for me than it did for any of you honestly yeah if you guys get something from this that's great but this i was therapy <laughs> I'm this chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm really you know what I'm really looking forward to? What? Is the process of the Minister of Foreign Affairs, how T. Crilly got over when he was a tennis superstar, oh, how he man. got over losses. I'm gonna ask a couple of people about some other things. So jobs, to, careers, yeah. you know, things outside of soccer, because yeah. I think this is this is one of those things that can be applied into everything. Yeah. Shutting out the meeting, shutting out the presentation shutting out, not getting the job, being in love with the process of getting better at your job or your passion, creating whatever it may be. And not just, just shutting out. I mean, it's really, it's shutting out failure. Mm. It's not shutting out though. It's, I think it's It's, more, it's turning it off. It's turning off failure, but then then learning from it. Back to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it comes back to a few things just to wrap this up before we go. Um, and then we'll we'll give our step plan one more time. So I think detaching from the outcome, even though that was last, I think that's a big thing. So mm-hmm. detaching from the outcome, just always being in love with the process, understanding your emotions and being able to say what they are. And then I think just, you know, having releases, whatever they may be. Yeah. So that you can have and be more productive in those times where you need to think and apply and you know learn from it so one more time before we end this up what was our what was what did we come to our steps so it was to detach detach is number one detach detach from emotions everything detach allocate a time where you're going to a time to analyze then we analyze yeah then we find solutions and then we apply when it is appropriate yeah love it man that's i love it that's brilliant I mean, uh, that's all, that's all we need for us, man. The life of an athlete is, is it's challenging, bro. It's challenging. So give your, your time, yourself time to rest, reflect, 
And I think it's one of the most important things you can, you can do for your overall success and something that we're learning and we're going to, we're excited to hear from, from you guys about what you do. hundred percent. Yeah. We'll, we'll reach out and get some of those in and then throughout the week have people, I mean, whenever you hear this really, and if we haven't reached out to you, please send this in because I think the 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 more people, the better. The more people, the better. It could be in it could be in a year from now. Reach out to us because this process is something we're always learning from, and everyone listening to this hopefully is learning and becoming better. So that's it from there me. You go. All right. So then, until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning, and make your own path. Better to have a short life at work that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.